everybody. Really great episode of The Morning Show. We discuss Zynga's success. It pumped over the weekend. Pretty impressive stuff from Sugartown. We also talk about the different Dow proposals that don't seem to be playing out in a way that makes sense, with the exception of the ApeCoin Dow uh, proposal. That's pretty juicy. We also talk about Frentech. Frentech's still the talk of the town. We also talk about Rec League game being live, receiving mixed reviews. Easy's played it quite a bit. So interesting stuff there. Hope you enjoy the show, everyone. Thanks for listening. So Mark Cuban got hacked for $800,000 worth of crypto assets. I think that this is significant because for the sort of mainstream, mainstream, mainstream folks. I think Mark Cuban does represent a quote-unquote crypto-forward person. And for him to get laced for almost a million, and then afterwards when he's interviewed about it, use language that makes it sound like he actually doesn't understand this stuff maybe the way that some people think that he understands it. Uh, I think it was like an eye-opening experience. He said that he thought his NFTs were like locked on OpenSea. He said, uh, you know, a couple of other quotes that sort of demonstrated that maybe he doesn't have the handle on this technology and this ecosystem the way that some people thought. I don't know. Did anybody else, uh, you know, kind of read that article or anyone pay attention to this? Easy. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, his comments about how he said that he downloaded a bad copy of MetaMask, it started lagging, and then he sprinted to get his money off of Polygon. I was like, that was a weird, like, first take was like, I got to get my money off Polygon. Yeah, like the whole thing about like his tonality on it, I was like, that was really weird. And I saw it a little bit earlier because someone had seen Mark Cuban moving money and they were like, it wasn't all in batch transactions. It was like one by one. And they just went through and moved like all of the funds. Um, so some people speculated at first it wasn't a hack. And then he came out and said, yeah, I got got. He also said people must have been watching me because he felt that as soon as he got into the wallet, that was when it happened. So it did seem like there was like some lack of understanding, I would say, when it came to like how this stuff kind of works. He said he just Googled MetaMask and downloaded the first thing. So it's like the My same thing we tend to see. My MetaMask got hacked. So at first I went and asked my dog, what the hell is going on? I was saying... Hey, what what did were you involved in this situation? I ran out back to outdoors and I started digging a ditch to pick up some of the cash that I had out <laughs> back because I thought that maybe that would help offset some of the situation that was happening. I come back in and now I'm on uh you know, I'm on Flow blockchain uh trying to figure out and I'm entering into chat GPT, you know, math questions all trying to figure out, you know, uh, what's going on here. And it turns out that none of those things that I did made any sense whatsoever, uh, and it didn't accomplish anything. So, did did your dog tell you like woof woof bozo? Don't keep almost a million dollars in a hot wallet. <laughs> I feel like my dog would have told me that straight up. And my dog A doesn't exist, and B doesn't know <laughs> anything about crypto, but still would have told me that. It's a lot of money to have uh, just kind of free rolling. In a, in a hot wallet without any sort of layer of security. Nick, it looks like you're about to say something. I mean, dude, it, it, uh, well, I don't even know. It, Mark Cuban says he, so he's known as a billionaire. How much is Mark Cuban worth? Well, he owns that basketball team. He owns the Dallas Mavericks. And that, that investment has appreciated quite uh, a bit for he's him. He's worth a lot of money. 5.2 billion. 5.2. Okay. That's well, then more than a billion. Like, that's billions there. Th th this is, this is Trump change then. The basketball team was a really important, um, 
yeah, like a really important investment for him because he bought it right after he sold his company, which he sold right at the top, it sounds like, of the dot-com bubble of 1999-2000. And then he buys an NBA team. And at that time, this is before the... Uh, what was it when Ron Artest went into the crowd and, and fought? Malice at the Palace. The Malice at the Palace. So that was the low. That, that literally ticks the bottom of the NBA. So he got in before the bottom. And now NBA teams are worth a lot of money. Uh, there was a lot of money printed by the Federal Reserve you know, between then and now. So the NBA, the NBA has done well. The teams appreciate. And then you, you tack on Shark Tank with that. And I think Mark Cuban's doing quite well. So yeah, a million bucks is chump change to him. I'm sure he didn't want uh, this to happen. The bigger thing is, look, everybody is still kind of um, super duper out on crypto and NFTs uh, from a public perception standpoint. And something like this isn't going to make it easy for him to continue to champion NFTs and crypto. He actually has been tweeting like he's probably the biggest personality, the biggest public figure that in the past two or three months has tweeted like, I still love my NFTs and stuff. Or he said something like, NFTs are still super fun or something like that when no one else wants to touch it. You know what I mean? No one else. Clemente? I I always see him trying to shill this like portfolio. I think he created it's like his a business. NFTs. I think it's lazy.com is the name of the... Yeah. It, basically, they made an NFT portfolio site. None of those have um, gone anywhere because... The reality is no one cares about your NFTs. <laughs> like, the, like I'm not like, man, let me go check out Signal's portfolio right now. I'm a big fan of Signal. I like, I have no idea. Like, I don't know what her current NFT holdings are. And it's not like an area that I explore for literally anybody. So this isn't personal Signal as much as I appreciate you. Appreciate you, Nick, for that. I'm not looking at yours either. I mean, who is? If you've got time, you've got any time. Like, I would work, rather watch Fast and Furious Seven <laughs> than go and look at like your portfolio or, or anyone's portfolio because there's nothing interesting to see right now, and I don't think the experience is there either. So it's like it's cool that Mark Cuban is still tweeting this. I have to say, like, for somebody of his caliber, uh, but it's. Uh, it is kind of weird of somebody of his caliber with also a crypto business to use that kind of lingo around not quite understanding what had happened when he got drained. I have to say, clicking the the first MetaMask link at the top, unless you've got that ad blocker in there, it's one of the gotcha, gotcha, gotcha your money. So I'm looking at this uh, lazy.com site of the design of it. It's very minimalist. It kind of reminds me of our site in terms of the site, Clemente, I put a link to it in the uh, in the private chat. Uh, if you want to pull it up, uh, this was just like one artist that had something on there. Uh, like, <clears throat> I don't. It doesn't seem like anything's happened with this art. This is one artist that's linked on the homepage. You wouldn't know uh, who the artist is because it's not prominent <laughs> on this page. Um. And then you click and it's just like a page with the details. But I mean, dude, lazy.com is the most lazily created site ever. <laughs> like, like nothing's changed here. I don't know if Two this and a was half an years. investment or, or he, I think he basically like told his dev team to be like, yo, just make this site. I want a page to post my portfolio. I'm like, let's see how many people sign up. And then like all development ceased at that moment in time. 
That's probably it. I mean, look, at the end of the day, especially right now, all people are focused on is like, you know, how can, how can they make money with stuff? No one's trying to like proudly, even people that have like the fine art NFTs and stuff, there isn't like, you know, whoa, that guy's portfolio is crazy. Whereas during the bull run, someone would see like DC investors portfolio and be like, oh my God, like that's insane. He's got like X, Y, and Z. It's just not the case right now. I mean, you got people on friend tech, you know, uh, Bundy had pointed out that there was like some chat that went around on friend tech where the guy, uh, they were like, no, don't worry guys. I heard he's breaking up with his girlfriend. So he's going to have more time to post on friend tech. I think I posted that on here or I mentioned that on this show. I saw that, uh, that thread going around. I'm like still not clear. I did a tweet last night, like joking about like, uh, what you shouldn't buy my friend tech. I will say multiple people bought after that tweet. It dude, but I, I will say it's the exact same thing as NFTs. Yeah. It's like the, the holders that are looking for you to just do one thing. And it's literally just pump my bags. I went, I have no money that I've actually made on this now. I uh like I've bought, I, I bought back into myself. <laughs> and so and and now I'm holding other people like NFT God, I'm holding John Carlo. What's NFT uh, God's floor? 0.35 or something like Very that. Very nice. Very nice. Um there was I I'm I'm pissed cuz I sold Anonymous who I bought at 0.5 is now 1.8. That turned out to be like a smart buy, but I just sold it right away because I was like, man, I got a lot of money in this guy. Um, <laughs> but that was probably, I had a really good pick early on with that. Um, and now I feel guilty selling other people. Then people like come into your chat and they peer pressure. They're like, yo, you do the three, three deal, which basically means for each one that I buy, you got to buy one of mine. Where does that come and from? I'm Where like, does that three, three come from? Ohm forks. It comes from the Ohm forks and the time days. Back then, it was like, if I buy right now, you buy right now, um, which was like a big thing. It's the definition of these never-ending 1 million percent APY Ponzi's. So that was a... I don't know where that. the three comes from in it. My assumption was like, you know, one plus one is three sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> but I have no idea where the third uh, per, like component of this comes from. More importantly... Like some guy came in and was like, well, Pranksy's three, threeing everybody, dude. And like, so, and I just bought three of your tokens and I'm like, so you're just like bullying people. Like, is that like, is that the the name of the game at this point is just like bully people into buying your token. I'm like, dude, your token is expensive. And I never fucking heard of you before. Like I, I haven't heard of you at all. Uh, and, and I, I'm supposed to just blindly ape into your token because you got the Ponsonomics figured out. That said, it may be worthwhile. Like the guy may have a good token, the fact that he got it to go that high. But I'm like, is he just buying his own? And then he's like, whoa, hold on. You're only investing off of trading fees? Like I'm going to throw five ETH into friend tech and just start sweeping people left and right. Like this is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I for one second, so I, I made an account on Friday or whatever, as you guys, I might've mentioned on the show. Um, for like, You didn't finish signing up. No, I did. I did. I have I have a friend tech. And so for like one second, it's uh, I I thought for like one second that people actually like, you know, wanted me to like tell them stuff, I suppose. And then like very quickly I was like, wait a minute, this person's just basically saying make the price go up. Cause yes. uh, like someone was like, make sure you write more stuff here, PO. I just bought it, dude. I bought your friend tech and, and you. I'm just saying I'm a real bull on your friend tech account, PO. I just want people to understand 
kind of the the significant upside that I'm anticipating <laughs> with your friend tech. Uh, you know, I I we were talking about it before uh, on Friday, and I just see so much potential from your ability to execute on this particular account. And it just feels like you're wildly undervalued. I feel like you should be sitting at a 0.3 range. I'm going to sell it a 0.2, but uh, I think that you should be uh, definitely at the 0.3 range at this point. What were you going to say? No, nothing. Uh, thank you for buying my friend tech and getting giving me like a $50 commission on that. Basically, that, that is actually pretty cool. Or however much it is, like $25. But um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, real quick, didn't K-Money join on Friday and made like... It did. So how much money did that guy make? And he made like a 10 He made a video, I would say, was the key component of this, which I was thinking about like... We don't do enough tub talk, man. Like that's like the uh, that's the problem I've that, been, we're, that we're sitting. I've been thinking about it a lot over the weekend, Nick, to the point where I've actually been writing a script for a video that we're going to make. Um, we were not in the place that we're at now when we were doing videos before, and now the videos are going to they're going to serve the other things that we have going on yeah. versus being yeah. standalone things. So actually now. I actually think it's better for us to do videos, which is an insane place to be, especially for me. So yeah, like Peter Griffin wants to see it. Um, it's actually very exciting. Uh, thank, Peter Griffin, you know, thank you for all the compliments to Nick. I, Peter Griffin believes in, in us <laughs> slash you. I mean, ladies also, and gentlemen. Also, talk crap about P.O. Peter. Like, we really, no, I'm just kidding, because well, P.O. is no good. I but, love that he has your old ape as the PFP, too. Like, that's the best part. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a commenter. His name is Peter Griffin. He's sporting Nick's old board ape profile picture. He said, Nick, it's so easy for you to go viral. Why don't you make more? You are a viral personality. I love Nick is the quote uh, from Peter Griffin. Uh, and then Ethan follows it up with a, yeah, P.O. sucks. Hope you bought the shirt, Ethan. Uh, hope you bought it. If not, buy it on the secondary. Buy it on eBay. Um, <laughs> Melissa Mimosa suspects that perhaps Peter Griffin is Nick on an alt. Uh, what are you talking about? about <laughs> i would never do that to myself <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> oh my gosh uh, i just get flattering compliments left and right melissa geez i would never i would never write my own commentary about that but, by the way now i got i got people uh copy trading nick and buying my friend tech um look i'll post stuff in there about content and stuff but the problem is no one actually cares about that they're just like make the price go up dipshit uh that's basically Dude, well, the message I found out what the name of the game is you want to post like you want to ask questions and you want to share alpha about friend tech that's the number one about thing about friend, friend tech yeah like be like hey what you know what interesting accounts are people buying on here uh like Oh, one interesting thing that we could do is like if if uh, we buy one ETH right now of my account, then it'll be on the trending page. I wonder what the price action looks like from that trending page was something I was thinking about this weekend. Um, right now, I'm still wildly undervalued at 0.189. You're at 0.189? Yeah. Does that make you feel... Uh, I'm impressed. About yourself, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm impressed. I was like, how do I even have any floor? Like, I don't really understand. You know, but I guess it's just a new price for, for people to, to speculate for us on. To be a, for us to be a, a point two is not unreasonable, especially if you tweet about it, PO. Like, that's going to really, like, you need to post a tweet being like, similar to what I did, being like, you know, I can't believe Nick convinced me to hop on this friend tech thing. This guy. <laughs> 
what the heck, Nick? And, and, and so it's a backwards way of promoting your account without you saying, buy my friend tech. You know what I'm saying? But people are going to buy your friend tech. Yeah. Well, K Money hit it out of the park. I believe he made uh, something in the ballpark of $30,000 himself uh, from the fees, which is pretty wild, right? Like 10 Ethereum worth of fees uh, because there was quite a bit of activity on his friend tech, uh, which I think makes sense, especially pairing it with the video that you talked about. But look, ladies and gentlemen, today we are going to discuss the rise and fall of DAOs, the great weekend for new mints and rec leagues gameplay reviews. A uh, lot of lot of juice to squeeze on this one. We'll kick things off with the weather report from Signal. Signal, please take it away. Yep. Hey, folks, it is Monday, September the 18th. Market volume coming in at 10 million. We've got Blur down at 4.4, OpenSea at 1.9, and Frentech at 9.7. So beating the two largest platforms at the moment. Onto the market leaders. The large caps are holding steady with no major changes. You've got mutants leading the way. They are up. 4%. Moonbirds are up 10%. Haven't heard about them in a while. They're holding a 1.25 ETH floor after two big sweeps came in. And then lastly on gaming, Sugartown is the winner of the weekend, up 2x since Friday, hitting an all-time high of 0.4 ETH. They've still got the reveal and staking and gameplay expected to happen. Over the past 24 hours, we're on to punks, the zombie punk number 3609. That was purchased for 420 ETH. That's making it one of the largest punk sets in the last few months there's only 88 zombie punk zombie zombie punks in existence and the second most recent zombie was sold for 550 two months ago on to voting and 55% of votes currently support Machi's proposal to use 11 million apes to purchase Yuga's assets in a move to display them in museums around the world. We've got two days of voting to remain. The proposal obviously is it has lots of controversy. Uh, as some is claiming that getting nearly 200 Yuga assets into museums is an extremely tall task and less assets should be purchased at first. We've spoken about uh, Mark Cuban. We know that he was drained for almost a million dollars and then lastly on to uh, our subject of today friend tech the volume peaks on thursday at 20 million recording only 10 million in volume on sunday this drop in volume was largely obviously attributed to the point snapshot that happened on friday which is rewarding user users largely based on the total port value uh, uh the total port value uh, and then, however, the market cap of all the keys has hit an all-time high, including racist keys, which are, are now earning, wow, 5 million market cap. That is all for the weather report today on Monday. Back to you folks in the studio. Well, well now Nick has run my friend tech floor up to point twelve. A bunch of other people have bought it, and somebody just... Uh, pinged a message still in underpriced there. PO. I'm just letting you know this is still wildly look, underpriced. Look, look. I, I would never give any financial advice, but I'm just giving financial analysis. And when I go and look at this price action, I say, can you imagine what Q4 is going to look like for PO when his quarterly report comes out and we see a lot of the sort of e-commerce holiday shopping coming in, the retail presence that PO has is probably going to shoot through the roof. I'm expecting him to release a toy in Q4. And uh, that's really going to be incredible to see. I'm excited for this PO, PO Frantec, and I think there's a lot of upside opportunity. Well, well, there you go. I mean, uh, what I was going to say is somebody just comes in and goes, number number go up like good day. 
So somebody just noticed the number went up and they're like, that's what was supposed to happen. Let me sell this and never think about it again. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, some updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. The Digest is available at thenifty.com. You need to have an account at thenifty.com to collect the free NFTs that we give away on this show, but also to be able to participate in the pack drops that we do on that platform. Nick? Remember, you're only reading three of them, and I got the rest, Pio, because uh, you're you're going to get exhausted saying the rest of these uh, stories. Th- that's right, and I I did not forget that because I saw this ocean of stories right here, and I was like, yeah, I got to split this with Nick. Reminder that it's all, the Daily Digest is also posted to X every morning. It's pinned up top on the Twitter space, the X space, if you will, uh, and it's emailed to anybody that subscribes at thenifty.com. First story, OpenSea recorded less than 1,000 Ethereum in volume, which is less than the average daily fees that they generated in January 2022. Keep in mind, January 2022 is the all-time high for NFT volume, but it is wild to see the decline um, with you know uh, with people that are more interested now in Frentex, new set of prices. Uh, with the fork concluding over the weekend, 472 nouns or 56% of the collection opted to receive a refund from the Dow, receiving 35 and a half Ethereum in return. Cool Cats announced their cool pets will be turned into Side KX on Thursday. Sidekicks. Sidekicks. On Thursday, September 21st, so that's just in three days, the pets currently have a 0.03 Ethereum floor. This is the last one I'll read, then I'll hand it off to Nick. Jack Butcher's set 18 was revealed. The art is created by big-time curator and art collector Vincent Van Doe. I hand it over to Nick to continue. The floor price on uh, Opepin, though, has not been doing well in recent uh, weeks. VFriends vending machines are now available in the U.S. featuring limited edition mini VFriends characters. So I read this uh, story this morning because it was in the Digest. Great job with today's Digest, Clemente, Ooh. because uh, I'm, I'm enjoying these stories. And uh, <clears throat> the one thing that's missing from that thread is saying where I can go and check this out. I do think it's interesting uh, the VFriends, though, has such a weird uh, pos- market position, but let me keep reading the stories here. Uh, Real quick, Nick, ca- um, you can find – there's one in New York. I, I, there's one like a three-minute walk from my apartment, so I'll get one. I'll give you one. Oh, let's check it out, dude. What, what, is it – do we pay with quarters? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Uh, I feel like that's what it is. Machi continues his shopping spree buying a four-trade ape. Why is this described as a four-trade ape? Like, ape? like it's four traits? The lowest that there can be. Yeah, four traits is valued. Base, or once was. Per background. Mm, I see. And that's a double okay. board, uh, blurred or pixel fur or whatever it is. Double blurred static, I think. All right. Meme Land announces a collaboration with Trekkie, an upcoming NFT project, giving away a loud... Okay, that uh, that story is not so hot there, Clemente. <laughs> Karate Combat... Streams their live event on X gets nearly three million views. Literally the I saw best that go viral this weekend. Yeah, it's literally the best uh crypto business besides like Coinbase and like you know the big time businesses. Like this, this is the best new crypto business. This and Frentech. Uh, they didn't need to do a crypto integration on this, but they believe like properly believe in crypto and they're just crushing it. They're absolutely crushing it. Anyway, go ahead, Nick. Uh, looks like you could get really messed up uh, participating in that. <laughs> Chimper's Instagram page now has over 400,000 followers. For comparison, Pudgy has 843,000 and Beans has 128,000. Thanks for that update. 
Uh, <laughs> okay, you are stretching with some of these stories. I'm actually looking at these now. It's like budging penguins have reached 6.9 billion views on Giphy. A look at the physical Murakami DNA sneakers. Well, okay, I'm not. Okay, it, no, it those things look sick. They were at a sneaker con this weekend, and they were all over. I'm talking like regular traditional sneaker pages cool. that I follow. We're all talking about Artifact at SneakerCon because they had a lot of their sneakers, including the LeBron James Artifact shoes that he pre-purchased and wore. There was a lot of a lot of good Web2 press, actually, about SneakerCon and what was going on with the Artifact booth, which I was like, I that's a huge win. I can't wait to get these, dude. This is the, those are the ones I'm receiving, right? No, those are the higher-end ones, man. What the hell? Yeah, there's two. There's two. Ones. The There's ones two. you're getting are dope, though. The ones you're getting are sick. I actually like the ones you're getting better than those. I like these ones better, and there's only like a hundred of those or something like that. Yeah, I think that's the most expensive one, and that's why it comes with the Clonex vial on the on the shoe tag. How much is that? I don't that? know if I like those, the little vial. I don't like the check on them. That's the thing. Is like The check says translucent blue for those just listening, but I like the other Mirakami ones because it looks more like Mirakami. Like, these have all the eyes. The other one has like the flowers and the traditional Takashi Mirakami. I stuff. love it. They really pop. I really, these are cool, man. These slap. These yeah, slap. I agree. I think these slap. I really, really like them. I looked at the comments on Twitter, though, and the sneaker had people like, nah, those whack, though. But nah, the, the, those are ugly and all this stuff. I was like, all right. Man. Hold on. You said I looked at the sneaker head people. How did you do an analysis of the guy who posted the reply? Yo, those whack. It's not an NFT person. So like to me, that's that falls. It, it can only be in two categories, an NFT person or a sneaker person. I would put troll as the majority of the category on Twitter and just assume that that's the case that that's going on there. Dude, I don't know how there's like a sneakerhead looking at that being like, these look whack. <laughs> I, I, same, same position here. Fran Alation said, can't wait to rock his pair. Fran, you're going to rock those $5,000 sneakers or however much those cost? That's kind of wild. But then again, in he's, the house, in the house, he's no rookie when it comes to this. I'm sure France had other super expensive shoes. If you guys go on YouTube, New York. go ahead. So I was going to say like New York Fashion Week just happened. I don't know if you guys are like keeping up with what's going on, but like I could totally see somebody rocking that look at New York Fashion Week. Like not so much Milan or anywhere or Paris, but like some of the stuff that's come out the catwalks this year, I was like. With those, with those sneakers, that would absolutely slap on the right person for like that kind of streetwear fashion. Granulations, you are so lucky to have pairs. I noticed you said pairs, so I'm assuming you have more than one coming. Did you see the thing at New York Fashion Week? There was a viral thing of somebody who got tackled because they got on stage wearing a trash bag. Um, and actually no one like really like acknowledged that until security tackled the guy. He just walked down the, the runway in an actual trash bag. It was absolutely hilarious. They thought that he... Or like, they thought he was in the show. They thought he was actually in the show wearing a trash bag. Yeah, this guy. Absolutely incredible. And just get tackled. No one says anything. Like they're watching it and they're just like, oh, okay. So, so ladies and gentlemen, we're watching the video. We got a gentleman walking down the, the runway. He looks like a 25-year-old, like, you know, uh, just out of college bro. Uh, I'm gonna say his defensive wrestling needs work. I'm not really seeing some crazy base from him when this uh, security guard came at him. Well, I, I feel like they were collaborating together because he's like constantly looking over his shoulder well, rather than walking. He's trying to make sure the guy's not coming is what's happening. He's like trying <laughs> to see like how far does this actually let me go? Well, because he, he knows he's guilty. Down the whole runway. <laughs> like he looks really guilty. He's like trying to do a walk, but he's also just like, I'm not supposed to be here. 
and I know I'm not supposed to be here. How long are they gonna let me be here? Like, it's I love the effort though. Hilarious. I love the effort of the of the outfit because I thought he was just gonna be in a black trash bag, but he's actually put a look together. Black and, trash bag. And, it's fantastic. I mean, look so at the strut. Got, uh, and <laughs> he's got a shower cap. He's got a uh, rain. Uh, what do you call that thing? A poncho. Like a poncho. And then he, if you look, poncho. he has a mic taped to his chest. <laughs> I like how serious that security guard is. It's like, I mean, that security guard is taking his job seriously. <laughs> I feel like, like that, that, I mean, I don't know. I feel like they were in on it together, basically. Like that was that was like the intro to this show. I don't know because uh, this security guard is taking it pretty serious. The guy just isn't very good at defensive wrestling. I mean, but then again, what are you going to just like go, go and assault a security guard? Like you're in the wrong. What is he? Yeah, what you're like you're like. So what, what are you going to do? I would have done here is snap the security guard's yeah. neck, let him down to the ground <laughs> slowly, watch it murder him in front of everybody, and then uh, walk away slowly. To, in the hopes that no one uh, arrests me, like you're you're in the wrong. Just just get tackled by the security guard and hope it uh it doesn't result in an arrest. Uh, look, first story we're going to discuss the downfall of DAOs. Over fifty percent of Nouns DAO participants chose to leave the DAO and receive their ETH refund last week. ApeCoin DAO is currently voting on whether or not to spend 11 million ApeCoin to buy various Yuga assets to display in museums. I believe this was the Machi Big Brother proposal. And last but not least, Moonbirds DAO passed a vote to buy $50,000 worth of uh, Moonbirds with very little reasoning given in the proposal. Out of the three, I think it's obvious which one... Yeah, I'm least surprised at when it came, comes to passing. Obviously, the Moonbirds want us just buy more Moonbirds, try to make it, the price so go funny. up. It's so funny. When you look at the, the reasoning, it's absurd. It's like, what is it? Buy 50K USDC of birds. About the team, bird owner. Product strategy, buy birds. <laughs> what are the risks? Not buying birds. <laughs> and it, like 78% of the people voted to pass it. They're just trying to get that price to go up by any means necessary. Um, so what's the deal with the Nouns DAO situation? That's the most interesting. We'll talk about the Board Ape one, but yeah. Wait, yeah, hold on. Should you, real quick, should you buy Moonbirds before? Just to sell into the sweep? Well, exactly. all those 78 people's 78% of people voting are thinking that exact same thing. Price so I think in. the sweep is going to result in let, like the floor going down because yeah. of the number of listings that speed run to the floor on the uh, the inevitable approval. It's priced in for sure. There's no way that's not priced in. Uh, but anyway, the nouns DAO situation, easy? Yeah, so it seems like they've lost any sort of trust, I would say, is probably the easiest way to put it, in this sort of DAO approach. People have been kind of vocal about the approvals and the process so far, and people are just kind of tired of it. So what happened was they've now forked the nouns, where if you go into the fork, you keep the art into this secondary contract, but you're no longer part of the DAO from a voting perspective, and they refund you between 35 and 36 ETH, depending on the current and, situation. And a new DAO gets formulated as a result of it, which is going to be even more successful, actually, P.O., um, the uh the but the new doubt it is a good deal what if if you're able to join a new community that's over 50% of the pre-existing community and you also get a refund what incentive is there to stay in the original now there's no like, money I, in the new doubt okay the well, there's still like yeah, 22 million in the other one 
Dude, but there's good vibes, and that's sustained, you know, so many uh, projects over the years is the good vibes, you know? Remember the vibes on uh, Cool Cats? <laughs> well, I mean, they're still vibing over there, man. Some people still rocking that PFP. Great vibes. You know the vibes I really enjoy? The all-Nick friend tech key. Now, that's <laughs> some vibes I can really get behind, man. The vibes are just immaculate. He's in there sending feet pics every day. It's just a great time. I, I actually will say... I have grown uh, to love the Bodagos holders even more. That's that's an area that I do genuinely enjoy hanging out outside of that one guy that was in there last week that was just like uh, saying I'm a trust fund kid or something. You like are. That. You're and a trust I, fund and, baby. And uh, and that that like he was like I, I asked him I was like dude do you have a job because he seemed like one of the people that came in and just buys one and hopes to make like fifty bucks. And uh, that turned out to be exactly his type. And he was like, no, I just exist in the ether. And then I, I responded something and uh, about how he doesn't have a job. And then later he's like, yo, Nick's out here thinking I don't have a job. And everyone's like, yeah, because you said you don't have a job. <laughs> Anyways, it's like, it's like, a, 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 like the weirdest conversation. But other than that, <laughs> uh, dude, I, I, like, I really enjoy trading uh, the NFTs with people in there. And I'm trying to get my collection up at the moment on our site. Does Cool Cats, like, is, is that one of the, I'm looking at inspect.xyz to see if Cool Cats is on here anymore in the top 100, and it, it doesn't look like it is. Uh, oh, no, they I, are. I it's it's ranked number 14. PFP. Wow. I couldn't tell you last time I saw a Cool Cats PFP on the timeline. I think inspect.xyz is just completely wrong because for ours, for example, Pio and I are both missing from that, uh, from that item and and so it just seems like the calculation on here is just completely off but anywho hard to tell hard to tell uh but yeah i mean look so with nouns specifically nouns rose to prominence as basically it was like a signal that you were one of the og like nick you would actually probably know better than me i feel like when you were doing your nifty nick show interviews this is early 2021 you're interviewing the people that went on to or, or maybe they already had crypto punks and they went on to buy fidenzas they were sort of the elites of the nft space uh some of them have a sort of elitist uh perspective and tone when they're tweeting and presenting themselves um that's kind of what nouns were it's not a startup organization right it's it's actually really just a kind of a club and what's going to make this club worth $50,000 to be in? Well, what it just shows actually the fact that it's imploded, um, shows how stupid the, the, <laughs> like that all the people that are like sort of advocates for DAOs and all these theories, uh, that they had no idea what the hell they were talking about. Like, and, and, when we were like, how does this make any sense whatsoever? Because um, we were talking to a lot of people who were who were buying this. I don't want to like shit on people for for having taken on uh, the the risk associated with it, but like nothing's manifested as a result of it, and it's really just one way to spend money stupidly. Um, it it didn't like turn into something, and clearly the leaders. And I think this was more a statement about the leadership not really caring. Uh, was that like because they kind of, it's, it felt like they viewed it as a joke was like the way that it was and the 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 vibe of people that were buying it was kind of elitist and it was also in a way that was saying uh, 
like we have so much money and I'm, I'm part of the club and you're not basically. But then the problem was the club didn't do anything uh, that was meaningful other than like they put a noun on top of a donut store in LA. They like put the nouns logo on different uh, on different items. It's in the Bodagos collection. We have a nouns classes in there. It became kind of a staple of uh, various uh, of the NFT ecosystem. It is iconic, the nouns glasses, but man, like they, they really, I think, uh, dropped the bag here or fumbled the, fumbled the ball. And it, it's like Dow's as a whole, I'm just not bullish on. Um, and I never have been primarily because I think the organizational structure doesn't make sense. The only time where it works is when you have really a high quality leader who's actively running it in a way that would operate like a more traditional business right. and then taking funds from the Dow to fund operations so that it's more like transparent. Like the Ethereum funds are something that I think are transparent in terms of how the Ethereum foundation is run. I don't know if they are a Dow, but it, to me, something like that is as close as you're going to get to how a Dow would work, where you have a wallet that's on chain, where you can see how the funds are being spent. And I think that side of things actually is compelling. And from a governance standpoint, like like one of the best, the, the most compelling views of blockchain is that like we could see how the government spends money, for example, where like we actually can see the money being sent. And there are a lot of uh, existing systems designed to do that without blockchain, like within the government. There's a Sunlight Foundation is an example of one of these where they actually show all of the money being spent by government and you can go and find that and that's without blockchain information. But with the blockchain, it would be like uh, double valuable because you could actually verify the fact that like the, you can go see those bank transactions essentially. So I understand the reason for having these things. I think the execution has just been awful so far. And like all things in the crypto space, most of these have been uh, either Ponzi's and or uh, ways to just like stupidly spend cash and just, just for show fun. how rich I am. Yeah, exactly. So, so just for fun is like for me the most terrifying phrase in the space. If I hear just for fun, I just want to run a million miles in the opposite direction because there were so just for dumb. <laughs> there were so many people in 2021 that were like, yeah, I'm just, you know, kind of in this just for fun, you know? And it's just like, well, I'm not going to be buying anything you make uh, because that's just terrifying. Like th these are people with like day jobs that either know a little bit about software engineering or they know a guy that can do software engineering or they have a friend that's like an artist or they literally went onto a Fiverr-esque platform to get an artist and make something. And then because there were only... <laughs> Sean, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Smith, one of our YouTube commenters, commented that Pizza Dow is still uh, distributing pizzas all over the that world. That one is legit. <laughs> legit. So you legit can Dow. go in there and just ask for a pizza and you get a free pizza. <laughs> I mean, th there we go. I, I, I'm, I can back that. I can get behind that. But um, but yeah, I mean, look, that's why you saw me get so excited about Karate Combat when we showed it because it's like an actual legitimate business that has a proper crypto integration. I talk about Coinbase because like, you know, Brian Armstrong, crazy idea, built a crypto business from the ground up all the way to the point that he took it public. That's usually, that's what used to happen, right? In, uh, in the tech world, Nick knows all about this, the social media revolution, all those companies going public. Uh, I just want to see more of that. And I was talking to Giancarlo 
and Nick on Friday. And Nick was like, you sound like you're, you're pretty upset about friend tech. Like, why are you so mad about friend tech? And I said, I, I always thought from the beginning that Frentech is an interesting platform and I want it to succeed and I want them to build it. It just hurts my feelings that it's clear that a lot of people that participate in this space, they don't care about substance. They just care about what's essentially like a gamble for really like a pretty trivial, trivial amount of money in many cases. Like Nick pointed out the gentleman that was literally down. We found out after the fact he was down $40 on his Bodago's purchase. So he's down 40 US dollars and he was raising hell as if I had tackled his grandmother or something. Right. And so like th that was like uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, it upsets me because I'm like, well, I'm more interested in substance. I see the true deep value in everything that we're doing at not just our business, but like the ecosystem of the new monetary technology that is Bitcoin and then bleeds into smart contracts, Ethereum and uh -oh. NFTs and crypto and blah, blah, blah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But yeah, was gonna, before Pio can go any further with that statement. Um, no, but like Pio, you know, essentially what you're saying is that, that, you, that you're saying that you, that you can see the value of what, you can see the value of what is being built and the vision that they're trying to execute. I think what's interesting about with Nounsdale is that Everybody knows what it's like to have that vocal group which don't believe in what is happening in that Discord. I'm talking about any Discord. And it's a small group that have a very loud voice uh, to the point where the people who do believe in a vision are like, I'm going to leave because it's so negative in here. Or it gets to the point where the leaders are like, we need to kick this person out because they're just impacting like the whole vibes of the Discord. And I think now what's interesting with Nounsdale is that You've got rid of the people who don't believe in the future of that particular vision, and they're left with the best vibes, i.e. people who do believe in the vision, and a sizable treasury. I mean, 20 million, I think most projects in this space would absolutely kill to have that kind of treasury. So now you've got a core audience that believes in the future, treasury to support it. For me, it looks like this control-alt-delete moment where they can restart and refigure and try and, you know, uh, find a roadmap and a vision that they actually want to execute on. Uh, and if they can't do it with this community and that treasury now, then, you know, it's sort of like inevitable that the failure that will happen there is not because of not having a good community, but because of the leadership. So I think this is just a control alt delete moment for them. And the other 50% of the holders, they'll go do their own thing. Even though they don't have the treasury, they still have some of their money back and possibly could go and fund their own vision of what they want now to do. So it's just a find, you know, find the value of the community and put it together with a good treasury. Yeah, I mean, it's... <sighs> It's going to be a just for fun thing. It's definitely like not anybody's whole life's focus, right? And and so it's just it just can't work that way. It's just too too hard if it's not your entire life's focus. By the way, the fact that you guys say "uh oh" as soon as I bring up Bitcoin, just it says a lot. Uh, and I mean, it says a lot. Uh -oh. Anyway, we got we got Bunny with his hand raised. Bunny, what's going on? Now, thou should have just uh, paid to put him in museums, like we're doing with Bored Apes. Yeah. That would be the only angle to take. Yeah. To to I feel like they jumped I feel like they jumped the shark when they when they got rid of the Discord. I feel like it's been all downhill for announced death since then. I think that's a fair take, Bunny. I believe the price corrected would, by fifty percent when that happened. I I also would say that uh for bored apes it was kind of downhill once they stopped doing anything. You know, that that for me was like something that was really interesting. Like earlier this year it felt like they were doing something. 
now uh, Yuga is a gaming company and Bored Apes are where, Bunny? Like, what, what are they doing? They're chilling. Okay, they're just buying more of the floor the same way that uh, Moonbirds is? Like, that. that's kind of where we're headed? I mean, it's a copycat league, right? If it were, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Is uh, <laughs> you're very defensive. So when are you selling that board eight? Because you just rage quit uh, the ecosystem, Bunny. That's the real question. I wish I, I, wish I could get thirty five ETH back uh, for rage quitting. Um, I don't know, man. I DM Machi about it, but we're trying to get trying to get a solid offer and two hundred ETH. I saw the the four trade sold for what, like one hundred and twenty something. So, thinking buck fifty. I don't know, two hundred. Um, uh, I know you. you yeah, I was gonna say. Well, you a couple of weeks ago you said you were potentially gonna buy back into Board Apes. Do you have a, a price target in mind that you would you would buy one of these at? They're at twenty four ETH right now, which is uh, what in U.S. dollars? Less than forty. Are we sub forty uh, yeah, here? Twenty five. Uh, 24 Ethereum floor on board eight. 38,000. Oh, we're sub 40, baby. Well, we're moving towards the target of 30. $30,000 is a lot of money, Clemente. I'm going to be honest. Um, uh, the only thing that I've purchased that was uh, in that range or anywhere around that was the CryptoPunk that I bought for $90,000. Uh, and that's uh, basically, I'm like, I feel like at this moment, close to flat. Uh, it's coming back towards flat. Um, I, and that's an insane purchase. I don't know that I would do that again. Uh, well, no, I would do the CryptoPunk again, no doubt. Uh, I'm, I, I'm just holding on to that. Um, I'm excited about it. And that one seems like, um, my equivalent of, uh, PO's Bitcoin almost. Um, but the, uh, it's a good uh, buy. The, um, it's fine art. Uh, Clemente, I just bought a, a Solana NFT here. What'd you buy? So. Um, I just bought, well, you know what? I'm wondering if I should, uh, wait and, uh, tweet it here. <laughs> okay. Um, so everyone, so everyone can see it. Um, take a guess at which one, which one would you start with? Liberty square. That's what you would start with. It's one of them. Interesting. Okay. Wasn't that photo photo finish. Didn't get that. Uh, no one has this. The, the heist? heist. You bought the heist. Look at you. What's their Twitter account? The heist. I mean, anybody know? I'm assuming it's the heist. Play the heist. Play, play the, the heist. heist. There play, you go. Play, play, the, play heist. the heist. Uh, yep. So that's what I got. Nick just bought the heist. Watch out for it. Uh, look, we're going to move on off of the Dow topic, and we're going to talk a little bit about Rec League. I know Easy had a session with Rec League Live. Was that on Thursday? Was it on Friday? <laughs> it was like, all right, it looks like you bought an NFT. Uh, so, dude, I'm bullish on Solana NFTs. I'm just letting you know, Pia. Me too. Like, if, you don't if you don't respect that, dude. And I feel like I want to see the heist you bought. It. Did you buy an orangutan or a chimp? What'd you buy? Uh, I didn't realize there was a difference between it. And the, now that those I'm are on basically the same. A I, lot of I, people. My Twitter doesn't show anything right now. I, I just I tweeted it, but I don't even know if it shows up. People are pushing for. Right now. Yeah, people are pushing for DGen Ape Academy as well. That's another uh, name that you'll hear. 
In the Solana ecosystem, uh, we are a little bit over a month away from Breakpoint, where we're going to be in Amsterdam, you know, uh, brushing elbows or whatever you say with the folks in the Solana world. It's going to be a lot of fun. But anyway, easy. We got Rec League gameplay is now officially live, and you are playing this, I believe. I've seen a lot of people talk about this. I saw someone said that they played like 600 games of this. I was like, wait, what? Like, how much? I didn't know I that. Probably played like three or four hundred. So what ex what's the story? Uh, so the way that the tournament's working right now is there's only three windows that you can play in. 6 to 7.30 a.m., 10 to 11.30 p.m., 2 to 3.30 p.m. And you have to play during those windows to compete for one of the, the various prizes. I'm currently top 50 in the world, so I'm if I win, I'll get like a .2 ETH equivalent. If I was top 25, but they adjusted the matchmaking. So now I've been getting stuck playing like people who are nasty at it. I've probably spent like... 0.2 ETH on my my robot, which I'm not mad about by any means. I'm actually fairly com like comfortable in the the robot I got, just because it's uh it's it's decent competition for it. But the thing that's tough about this game now is like all these people have like nasty robots for it. But it's really fast games, about a minute a piece. So you think about like playing 600 games, 600 minutes. You've probably played 10 hours, which every day since last Thursday, they've had four and a half hours a day to play it. Um, the gas fees that the first day were terrible. It was like $25 to $30 just to build and deassemble your mechs. They've definitely done something on the back end of the contract to optimize it because now it's between $5 and $8. So that's dropped a lot. But the gameplay is a lot of fun. Like you can play on Mac or PC or Android, you can play with uh, keyboard or mouse or keyboard or controller. And I played against Orangey, the well known Web3 gaming streamer, and your boys three and two against them. So you're I'm beating Orangey. My, my mech has a slight advantage against his. He's top three in the world right now as far as like his play style, so he's nasty. But I, I've got my screenshots in case I need to pull him out of uh, my wins against him, just, just to be safe on it. I've played Fran a bunch too, which is really cool because you see some of the common names. I can't figure out how to change my name in it, but uh, yeah, it's it, the game's a lot of fun. It's really, really addicting. I will say that. Like Once you start playing, it's like you're, you realize why so many people are competing in this and playing so much at the moment. Um, and the game, like I said, the games are really quick. So when you play all of a sudden you've played a ton of games and you're like, wait a minute, I just played this for an hour and a half and the time literally flew it, by. It's interesting that this is going at the same time that the rift is happening because like all I'm seeing is the rec league stuff, but like, I'm trying to figure out what to do with the rift, which is like one of the most confusing things ever. I saw, uh, I saw who was Spencer tweeting about strategy of uh the rift with heavy metal dude it, when i went in it was like go to the right it, it was not clear what needed to happen i now have something happening but like it it doesn't make any sense um i'm still trying to figure it out maybe it's just because i'm dumb uh that is a possibility also some breaking news here twitter's not working just not working so if you want to tweet something good luck uh, it's just not working right now. My profile doesn't load. Oh, but but I think our audience could hear us. I see a gentleman valuing time, putting a bunch of laughing emojis. I'm I'm going to assume that he heard what you said, Nick. I don't think that you got value and time in the space. Let that guy up. Okay, <laughs> value and time, come to the stage, please. I just invited you to the stage. We'd love to have you abruptly. I know that you know you might be doing something right now, but uh, you know Nick has requested your presence. 
please come to the stage. Oh, he's on the stage. Value and Time is here on the stage. Nick requested him. Pio, Pio's acting like you don't know who this is. What do you mean? That's what you're saying. You're like, Value and Time, never heard of you. Never followed <laughs> you. Have, so you have a massive DM, following. DM, you're DM. a major influencer. I, I did not say that, Nick. Nick, did you have a question for Value and Time? You brought him to the stage. Uh, I, I feel like there's got to be something discussed. Nah, get him off the stage. <laughs> no, we're not, no, we're not doing it. Value of time. Welcome to the show. GM, GM, guys. Uh, you know, I, I was really enjoying, um, you know, Bunny's evaluation for his ape at 100, 150 uh, with the floor prices down. Uh, you know, I, but I really love the show. I love listening in. You guys are the best. What's going on? Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Number one, we like you better than Bunny already. Bunny, how does it feel to f meet your replacement live in front of an audience? Ah, uh, dude, he's one of my favorite blockchain astronauts in the entire world. <laughs> good, good to know. Value of time. What do you think? Uh, do you have a friend tech? Uh, yeah. So you know, the launch was a little rough. Um, at first, I didn't really take it. I mean, you know, I didn't. I still don't know where I sit on it. Um, so I didn't really pursue it much. But I see that uh, you know, the airdrop is coming. So you know, it's like uh, it's like blur. You know, where you know the hype is over there, and people are you know making that money. So I don't know. Maybe I'll take it a little more. Uh, seriously and try to like push it but no to answer you i haven't really uh done much on there i feel like you'd be like an ideal person like that's why i asked about nft god and stuff i feel like people that have done quite well on x right on twitter but maybe haven't uh pursued you know like a the, the startup path if you will like making your own uh, nft project i feel like those are you know really th there's some deep value there on friend tech because it's the only it's the only price unless i'm i'm wrong i don't know if you're traded on the nasdaq or something uh value in time but i'm assuming the only price we can attach to you right now is the friend tech yeah i, I don't think finra uh, would like would have that. So uh, yeah, I think friend tech is really only the metric, uh, you know, and they're probably free right now. They're on a discount, you know, uh, like everybody else's, but uh, yeah, now, I don't know. I don't know. It's like a, it's a, it's a great creator platform. I think it's like Patreon with crypto. Um, and I think it's awesome that at least Coinbase is pushing something to like, try to, you know, build like some sort of product, right. Compared to like most of the fraud we've seen uh, related to crypto over the last couple of years. So you know, I, I wanted to do well regardless, just because I want to see apps. But I do agree with you guys. You know, I think you made a point about Coinbase earlier and like companies building stuff. You know, I want to see more of that. Um, you know, whether you agree with that or not about this, you know, who knows? But I, yeah, I think it's something in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. That's my exact position on Friend Tech. Um, you know, kind of said it again and get it again and again on the show. I just hope that they actually want to make something for real, for real, which it seems like they do. I mean, I hope. I hope it's not. Uh, you know, not that. I, th I think it probably will be. Nick, you were making faces. Any uh, any thoughts? Value and Time doing a great job on the podcast, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you give him a follow. You see the Twitter account right there on the stage. Nick, you're making funny faces. What's going on? I mean, the alpha there was you should build a business. Like, I just want to summarize <laughs> what was going on there. It's like, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, if you're, if you're out trying to grow a business, you're going to want to grow a business. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, because otherwise, if you're in this and you're not building a business, then it's not going to be a successful business. That's one of the things you want to understand. That is the strategy that you want to make sure that you're reminding yourself of on a daily basis, Pia. Uh, and that's one of the mistakes that we get tripped up on sometimes. Like, we're sitting there and saying, are we building a business? No, we're not building a business. <laughs> let's go build a business. Then we're like working on that component of it. And then uh, each day, it's something that we do when we sync, when we have those meetings, 
when we show up to work on a daily basis. It is pretty crazy how much we've uh, like we do work a lot. Um, I, I will, but it, we're now at like two years, two we're years just working baby. every day basically without like with very minimal breaks. It's been bad for the mental health. Um, uh, the, uh, us having breakthroughs requires PO and me get, drinking one too many drinks on a Friday now, apparently, I guess is what happens. Well, that was the but, first uh, time we ever did that. That was fantastic, though. I was uh, out to dinner the next night with my friend, uh, you know, the, the guy that like works in big tech, who I think just thinks there is no such thing as a crypto industry. And I'm just like sitting there eating Thai food, uh, this joint Zob Zob, phenomenal. Um, so I'm just like knocking down some like minced pork and rice. And, uh, and I, I was like, yeah, like, you know, me and Nick were hanging out last night, you know, um, and, I, and like he was like, oh, how, how's everything going? I was like, honestly, it's kind of like the best place we've ever been in as a business. Kind of wild. And the look on his face, I think he was expecting me to, say, me to say, like, honestly, the whole industry is going literally to zero, and there's no such thing as a business in the place. He was just so shocked to hear me say that this is the best place that we've been in as a business. And I'm just like, yeah, that that person's just a signal. My friend, that's an e-commerce guy, told me to pivot into sports. Uh, last week because of the success of the Conor McGregor. So he said time to pivot and threw a, a bicep flex emoji. And I was like, that's the most perfect indicator for us to not pivot at all and triple down. The e-com info marketer guy told me to pivot. That's the most, during the bear market, it's the most beautiful thing to not pivot. I've been uh, following, uh, well, we have one, uh, the the girl that I sent over who who does YouTube strategy that had just, She's like on point, like very Super professional and, and, and was just like broke down all this analysis. And I was like, holy cow, like she's insightful, but there's an ecosystem of people that, uh, talk about their experience on Twitter or sorry, on YouTube. And there's a lot of commenters replying to her personal Twitter account where they're talking about their YouTube strategy. And it was really interesting seeing people that talked about like, so I've been doing shorts, I've been getting views, but those views aren't converting into anything. Similar We're to seeing us. a lot of subs we are seeing subscribers, but the problem is those subscribers are not turning into like live viewers, for example. And so like we were discussing, we had a call with someone last week and it was like, oh yeah, we, we should really focus on like, how do you get those live views? Then I went and looked up that, dude, most people do not like getting live on YouTube to actually work at all is something that most people struggle with. And like, top number is one woman ha who whose entire channel is about live streaming. By the way, she does an awful job. Like her content's intolerable to watch, but she was like, we increased our performance a thousand percent. It was cause like, yeah, your retention on a video was 5% before. And now, and, and now you got it to like, you know, 12, 15% <laughs> or what? Yeah, exactly. And you're like, okay, that that's all right. But it's tough. John Carlo is real bullish on that though. And he's posting about that in his friend text. He just thinks that that's the future of a lot of this uh, content. I don't know. I, I don't know about live. Like, is li like if, if most people are open to live streaming, but YouTube does make it difficult to actually like succeed with that particular vertical. I feel like Pat McAfee's getting 30k live viewers during his shows. Obviously, it's a different ball game. Uh, much bigger audience. Uh, look, we're all figuring this stuff out together. We're going to have to see how it goes. What I'll say is when Pop was live streaming on YouTube, our numbers were comparable to his. So I was pretty amped about that. That was like, I was like, wow, like I 
wouldn't have thought that because uh, he's just so big. I think he has probably like 700,000 subscribers or something like that. It's We're going to crack the code. We're trying. If we just keep trying and keep challenging ourselves, we will crack the code. It, it's just how it works. It's hard. It's uncomfortable, but we're going to figure it out. Um, last story, Sugartown, another gaming entity, winner of the weekend. This is the collection by Zynga. It was a free mint. Value in time. Were you on the whitelist for this? Yeah, and I bought a couple secondary, but, you know, I should have swept 100. But what are you going to do? What were you buying them at? Like 0. 0.05, 0. 0.06? Not nah, 0.1. But, but Got 0. it. 1. Yeah, 2x. Very nice. Um, they pumped to 0. 0.2 so, on Friday. Over the weekend, did an... Oh, damn. Did another 2x to 0. 0.4. Reveal staking and gameplay is expected this week. Mataria... Another new mint from last week is also hitting all-time highs post-reveal, which is pretty crazy. Bunny, you cleaned up on your Zynga Sugartown thing, huh? I mean, I didn't sell it. Are you going to? I don't know. I only have one. I, I kind of want to play the game. Uh, if it hits 0.5, I'd, I'd probably dump it. I mean, that's like a pretty good gain, Bunny, from zero. Yeah, it's not, that's not bad. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy that it keeps going up. I thought, like, with the macro conditions, the top would be, like, 0.3 max. Um, and it's outdone, it's outdone that, so. Bunny evaluating the Sugartown NFT against the macro conditions. Love to hear it, Bunny. Uh, value in time, have you have you sold any of these? Nah, I'm going to hold them. Um, you know, I guess it's, you know, when the whole when game meta, like, you know, soon – Whatever, you know, I'm not trying to be biased with this one, but, you know, I feel like if you're going to hold one for a platform like that, I mean, at least there's like, you know, they have billions of dollars, hopefully, to make something happen. So I think I'm going to hold them and see what happens. Definitely a quality business, quality creator. We got a couple of holders on stage, ladies and gentlemen. Love to hear it, not just dumping NFTs. This, this sounds concerning. Everyone's <laughs> holding it, dude. If, if, that, if that's what we have, if everybody says it, we're wrong. Who's going to play? So I saw uh, Mando's tweet on the 3-3 strategy. Mm -hmm. A, it's one of the dumbest charts I've ever seen uh, <laughs> to begin with. And basically what 3-3 is about is prisoner's dilemma. And the, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm articulating this is this is about to come full circle. Um, <clears throat> if both people defect, then each person gets one. This one, if uh, one person defects, you get five. So the ideal... All this demonstrates to me is that I need to defect. I need to sell your, uh, like... You need I to be the first one to defect to capitalize yeah. on the highest gain. Because if everyone yeah. doesn't defect and you defect, then you're the one who ultimately wins. It's the the ultimate prisoner's dilemma. I had this, this conversation in a long-form post I wrote where right now where we're seeing the volume inflow is actually entirely from the 3-3 method. You're seeing that trend up with lower lows of the number of people doing it. And right now, buys and sells is not making a new high. So it's largely a lot of people buying their own keys and doing the 3-3 method. But what's going to happen is the first person who's a large 3-3 holder that starts to unwind is going to cause a cascading or falling domino effect, as we've heard so elegantly put. And uh, that'll actually cause a variety of people to sprint for the exit as the lead holder is the first one to get out and drop that first domino. Bros, it can be a domino rally. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Uh, in terms of... I was busy apologizing for my behavior uh, this weekend on Twitter um, because I really went after uh, Kook Capital, um, who basically seems like he literally just like sits around and gets high all day, which congratulations <laughs> to him on figuring out how. Uh, I don't know if marijuana was referenced. Uh, 
what, not on the show. I'm saying like, I've seen, have you seen his account? No, no. Does he post it? Literally every tweet is just another angle of him. Like, uh, lighting the paper, the way he rolls a joint is he puts like, uh, I think uh, like wets one line and then lights it. So it goes around and like lights the, oh, wow. the joint. So it's, it's literally different angles of him smoking joints. Basically. It sounds cinematic. Uh, I mean, it sounds like pretty cinematic. There's a lot of people that seem to, uh, enjoy it. Um, and on the, uh, the reason that I brought up this prisoner's dilemma is y'all are playing it now on the Zynga game. Like everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I'm totally holding on to this. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna want to go long on this. Probably buy it here. And now, like, what? Who's who's the first person that's gonna sell? That's my question. <laughs> and then that domino well, rally. Now, actually, I was just gonna say, there's now actually like dashboards that show the number of defectors from three threes and the people who hold it. Like, there's a ton of data and analytics. So where you can actually try to like make and time these situations for this prisoner's dilemma where you could be the first one to defect before a known defector defects. So like people are going crazy on Dune. I found a bunch of good data about it where you can see like the most loyal three, three holders, uh, the bag holders of three, three and all that other stuff. It's pretty crazy. I mean, it sounds crazy. Um, speaking of three, three, somebody in my friend tech just wrote made $32. I'm out of here. Good talk. So that's a, a sample of the mentality on Frentech. $32 is compelling enough. Someone, so, someone bought it 0.09 on yours, 0.098, and then sold it at 0.11. And I'm like, they lost money on that. Like the, the fees, I don't understand what they're like. Uh, I think that's after, is that after fees? I think it shows after fees. Oh, is that what it is? I think yeah, so. Yeah, that's a gain, bro. Come on. That's a big old game. <laughs> Clemente is empathizing with it. Clemente well, is on the same team. <laughs> Clemente, Clemente still That's half has, lunch right has there. lunch twice, twice a week. <laughs> well, Clemente's coming yeah, to Williamsburg. He's spending 30 bucks on lunches over here. I hope he's going to be okay. I'm wheeling and dealing, dude. You should have seen me. I bought an O'Pepin right before they announced that Vincent Van Doe reveal for set number 18. I forgot to sell it because we were in a meeting. And I was trying to sell it, but I got yelled at for being distracted during the meeting. So I couldn't sell it. Missed the pump. It's back down to 0.4. But, so I might sell that. I'm going to get out of that. I'm looking to buy into little pudgies. That's going to be the next big play here. Ooh. I'm looking into that. Get ready. And then I'm going to get into Friend Tech Use. I'm going to pull the money from the fees to then <laughs> buy back into Nakamigos because it's seeing a little bit of a dip. So I'm going to rebuy, scoop this dip in because I think they're going to announce be careful, about be careful, Be careful of the snapshot. Snapshot tomorrow. So that's going to be snapshot the bigger tomorrow. dip. I think snapshot tomorrow is the bigger dip if you're looking to be a dip buyer. Clemente's maneuvering. Clemente's maneuvering is getting me incredibly excited. It goes without saying. I'm loving hearing. He's getting in and out. Kicks would be incredibly proud. His feet are chopping, as Kicks says. Uh, Bunny, you have your hand raised. Something to weigh in on Clemente's recent movement. No, just, just some alpha for Frentech for if, if he signs up. But you, you tell them you're doing the three three method. You make sure they buy you first, right? And then you just don't reciprocate. And so best case scenario, right? They, they hold you. Worst case scenario, they sell you in, immediately when they realize when they like when they wise it up to what you're doing, and then you just farm the uh, the fees, right? So it's fine. Win win. But brilliant insight, Bunny. Thank you so much for sharing that strategy with Clemente. Trick people into buying your friend tech shares under the guise of you buying theirs back. Don't do it. And either way, it's a win win situation. You got the sucker to buy your friend tech share. Am I breaking that down properly, Bunny? Yeah, he nailed it, man. <laughs>
Well, Nick, hey, uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be buying everybody that buys my friend tech. Uh, as, you know, so you're going to want to go in and just scoop it up. Great deal, man. I'm still I'm still under price. Um, P.O., what's your current floor at? Are you up to like point one two? It looks like uh, I'm at point one one five six. It seems the uh, the gentleman that a little bit of a pullback there. He took the thirty two dollar gain, and uh, I think that that set things off a little bit. Uh, someone said that they're here for content creation tips, and I'm like, I just don't believe you. I'll give them to you, but I just don't know if I believe you. John Carlos said that some people were asking him about content. I was like, yeah, but like, did they really care about the content? And John Carlos was like, probably not. I don't think so. Anyway, ladies. Maybe. <laughs> they could they could um hey you want to know how to get a million views on youtube mcgregor we call it the <laughs> mcgregor breakdown the mcgregor playbook this is how you can get five million views by going viral talking about mcgregor's a uh, launder love for lingerie and his recent booze filled you mean models appearance. lingerie models lingerie models <laughs> not the lingerie uh, itself um the uh well, I think we're going to be releasing an ebook actually educating you on the uh, McGregor playbook on how to get uh, shorts optimization if you really want views to go up. Um, that's absolutely key. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and then from that, you're going to sign up for our email. And then with the email, you get the daily newsletter. So it's, it's we're really building the funnel. You're going to get a free NFT. And then the funnel pulls you in back into Frentech. Frentech, I end up making money. I sell you the information on buying the Bodagos. The Bodagos ends up going up to the moon, and you end up thanking us and saying, "Wow, that was uh, that, that was a brilliant play there, fellas." That's what I'm um, talking about, well, ladies and gentlemen. That's our show. If it's your first time listening, we do the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, available on Apple and Spotify podcasts. If you want to listen to the show or share it with someone outside of the Twitter bubble, outside of the X bubble, very convenient to listen on the go with the podcasting platforms, really wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Also on YouTube, saw one YouTube commenter today saying that it was their first time ever seeing our faces. They'd been listening to the show for quite some time. There it is right there. Uh, Lee AI rocking a M1 mutant saying that it was his first time tuning into the video feed, thought it was interesting. If you want to experience the show, with a visual component, check out the YouTube channel. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, otherwise, look, we're going to be back tomorrow. Thanks to everyone that's been listening. Check out the nifty.com. Big shout out to Value and Time joining the podcast today on the Twitter Spaces stage. Give him a follow. Check out his friend tech, it sounds like, would be the call to action. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back tomorrow. We appreciate you listening. Catch you next time.